0: film I made many years ago. A horror film. Really? A vampire film, to be precise. It's quite unique. For in my story, the vampire wins. <laughs> What's your angle, pal? My good man, I'll make you a promise. Show my film in your theater, and people will flock to see it. Your fortunes will turn far more than six bucks a night
1: good evening gut buckets this is big orange couch the 90s nickelodeon podcast where we talk about all things 90s nickelodeon my name's joey i'm andrew
2: hi it's candace
1: and this is another Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: we're going to be talking about the tale of the Midnight Madness. Are you afraid of the
1: dark? <laughs> of course. It took us, what, 127 yeah. episodes? But or, no, longer than that. Yeah, 129. 129.
2: <laughs> oh, is this a by popular request?
1: It's definitely one of the more popular episodes, I think, of Are You Afraid of the Dark. To yeah, say. yeah. I uh, think
3: it was my number one
1: it was episode. Your, yeah, you picked it as your favorite oh. Are you of, the Dark of all time.
2: Okay, that's... Yeah, everybody... The episode where you did your lists ranking, it came up on a lot of the ri- lists that you guys had and the readers sent in.
1: Yes. Okay. It's very popular. Um, you've never been on an Are You Free of the Dark episode, <laughs> right?
2: Popular amongst a certain crowd. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you didn't like Are You Afraid of the Dark?
2: Um, I wish... I don't want to say that I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I would say that I was but. a scaredy. <laughs> I was a scaredy cat.
1: Yeah.
2: And I it seemed, you know, almost like too old or to be watching. It seemed
1: You seemed That intro. Like,
2: no, like it seemed like I was too young to be watching the show. Uh-huh. I know I wasn't. Yeah. But I was immature in that way. I it scared me.
1: Is Is there an episode you do specifically remember watching? Like one where you're like... What
2: what I specifically remember, which is... I know it's been covered on the show, but it doesn't maybe get enough credit because it's so good. Is that opening sequence. Mm -hmm. So what Um, I remember is that creepy boat rocking in the water. And me and my sister being like, well, guess we got to find something else to do. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm not about to see what happens when they open that door. (laughs) Like that music is... I'm complimenting it, yeah. for like scaring me enough, yeah. that opening music and that creepy boat
1: the midnight society didn't like kind of put you at ease, just a couple of rat- a couple of rascals sitting around a campfire.
2: <laughs> I loved campfires. I don't know it's possible I didn't make it that far <laughs> okay. that many times uh. um, so I don't really have memories of watching it in the nineties in its prime, right. Other than, like, maybe trying to be really cool when other kids were around, like, Oh yeah, I can watch this.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> like, scared me.
1: Okay. Wow. And uh, Tale of Midnight Madness, you, no recollection from when you were younger?
2: No. Okay. <laughs> nope. Wow. Um,
1: fresh eyes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> A fresh Podtober take.
1: Yeah. Man.
3: Yeah.
1: I'm afraid to hear it. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Andrew's favorite episode. So tread lightly. I will be sensitive <laughs> to that fact. Yeah. <laughs> Unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, and DJ McHale, who we've, t- if you haven't caught those, we've interviewed him twice. One just called interview with DJ McHale. And we talked to him when Aaron Tagger passed, who's in yeah. this episode um, as Dr. Vink. Um, and he's brought up, I think a, a couple times that this is also one of his favorites that from the series. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it's just got, I was thinking a little bit about this. Um, I was thinking about like how, if they did decide to remake the series, I know there's the mini series coming out mm-hmm. with uh, carnival of doom, but, um, if they decided to make the series, this would seem like an obvious episode that they might go after. Yeah. Uh, and I think it wouldn't work.
3: No, I think that would be awful. Yeah. I
1: mean, I feel like it's as good as it can get
3: in this format.
1: Right. <laughs> it feel, Yes. It feels like the night, however they did this was just the right way to do it and to even try it again would end up being, I think, disappointing. Yeah. It's like yeah. uh, when they
3: remade It's a Good Life for Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why are you yeah. doing this?
1: Right. Yeah. Just. <laughs> Some things worked. Yeah. Just like the original form of it is just exactly the way it should yeah. be. Yeah. Um, well, we are not going to do this month in history because we've talked about June of 1993 before this, this episode aired on Saturday, June 26, 1993, It's season two, episode two. Um, but as we have liked to do in the past, we are going to do our own little midnight society. Um, what would you call that? Uh, intro? Yeah. 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 Campfire <laughs> intro. Uh, this story is told by Frank.
3: Yeah, I yeah I didn't specifically remember that,
1: so I was a little surprised. (laughs) Oh, Frank! This seems like a Betty Ann gig. (laughs) Uh, But it's Vink, so oh Vink, of course, of
3: course, yes.
2: Oh, that's a specific character to Frank.
3: Yes, borrowed once in the like cutters.
1: It was like told by both of them, I guess. So it was like. Mm But yeah, Vink is um, Frank property. I
2: love this folklore.
0: <laughs>
1: um Well, should, before we start, should we just hear um, Frank's intro? Yeah.
0: That's what my story's about. You know, when you get really scared, you can always tell yourself that it's just a movie. But sometimes a movie seems so real that it's hard to tell the difference between what's make believe and what's really there. Mm-hmm. Minute for the approval
3: of the Midnight Society, I call this story, The Tale of the Midnight Match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Very you nice. Know, fine. <laughs> yeah, that was probably the weakest part of this
1: episode. Maybe, yeah.
2: Ooh, I did not realize what a bad reputation Frank had.
1: He, he does now. Oh. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't really. I think we're just being a little hard on him. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I think most people think. not underwhelming
3: <laughs> intro speech it wasn't even really frank it was
1: just the speech itself was like eh. All right. yeah yeah for sure um well uh andrew do you want to kick it off
3: yeah i've actually got two here wow and <laughs> i couldn't
1: decide so
3: maybe should i read them both and like see if you guys have one that you like more than the other of one? course yeah. okay <laughs> here's the first one everyone loves movies they're like gateways to other worlds what if a movie was so real it took on a life of its own submitted for the approval of the big orange couch I call this story the tale of the living picture Ooh. oh okay okay Here's it's gonna
2: be hard to beat <laughs>
3: <laughs> did you ever care about something so much you'd be willing to work at it for practically nothing How far would you be willing to go to succeed? And what if your passion began to take on a life of its own? Submitted for the approval of the big orange couch I call this story, The Tale of Champagne Wishes and Vampire Dreams. (laughs) 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 Um, Uh, That's
2: really, both are really good.
3: I lean towards the first.
2: The first one is more.
3: It does feel more like Are You Afraid of the Dark?
2: It fits the story. Yeah. even though the second one's well written.
1: Yeah. Well, I, yeah i like i like cool. them both but i lean okay at, at, It'll,
3: at... i'll go with the first one <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> and then uh will you'll reveal which title you actually go with later
3: um i think mean, i'll stick with the
1: first one okay yeah. i'm gonna save my All title around. for okay. later okay very good <laughs> <laughs> i'll remind you of mine later okay
2: <laughs> um my intro has spoilers in it is that a big deal
1: I think anybody listening to this has either <laughs> seen the episode or <laughs> knows we're going to talk about The it. grace period
2: has passed.
1: Slightly. 1993. Just barely. Yeah, 26 <laughs> years. Just... Got it.
2: <laughs> when the theater is dark, the lobby is empty, and the popcorn is stale, a strange doctor has a horrifying plan to liven things up in this landmark theater. What could be more terrifying... Try asking your coworker out on another casual date after previously already being rejected two times. Submitted for the approval <laughs> of the Midnight Society. I call this story "Box Office Bit." Ah,
3: very good. Get yeah, yeah. it? Because there's a vampire, so yeah. that's the, it's a bit joke. The tale yeah. of Box Office
1: Bit. Did I mess it up? <laughs> <laughs> you know what nice. no i don't like it oh <laughs> you're you're breaking the mold <laughs> that was very good though. Yeah, yeah i like
3: that title uh that was i was trying to like work in movie in there somehow and i just couldn't figure out a great way i mm. felt like that's a good one yeah I <laughs>
1: <should>. okay <clears throat> workplace relationships can be tricky and sometimes frowned upon they're made even more difficult when the place you work seems to be on the brink of closing. Even harder still when you have to deal with angry theater patrons, incompetent bosses, and creepy film solicitors with a PhD. Way more complicated if you have to deal with a vampire from the golden age of cinema coming out of the screen to suck your blood. Submitted for the <laughs> approval of The Big Orange Pouch, I call this story The Tale of the Moon. That was good. That was a very... That was a real giveaway. I mean, jeez. <laughs> Nothing left to the imagination. <laughs> the, the, the Midnight Society's like, all right, should we go home? All right. <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah. Oh, good right. ones. Yeah, I like them all
3: more than Frank's. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Nice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You suck, Frank. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Perfect, yeah. Yeah, perfect. perfect. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, yeah, some suck puns. Uh, well, should <laughs> we should we dive right in? Let's do it. When Kiki and David arrive at the campfire, they start hurrying
3: everyone to get started, explaining that they have tickets for the Fright Night triple feature at the Majestic Theater. Come
4: on, come on, let's go. Getting late. What's the rush? Fright Night at the Majestic Theater. Gorram a triple feature marathon. We got free passes.
3: Cool. What's playing?
4: Who cares? Let's go.
3: Like, majestic. Mm. It's uh, yeah. a good, old-timey... Yeah, it fits. Yeah. 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 Uh, surprisingly, tough guy Frank is too scared to join them. In fact, it's what his story is about. Sometimes a movie seems so real, as we... You know, and so on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Frank submits for the approval of the Midnight Society, The Tale of the Midnight Madness. Yeah. The story starts at a small movie theater, just as the night's feature finishes playing to the sole customer. I love this lady. Yeah, she's great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: really good character. Uh, Angry old woman.
0: Enjoy the film, man. Everybody's a critic. Let's go. This place is depressing. I I
4: gotta clean the house first.
1: Well, she enjoyed the movie, but it's like that very real old person where even if they like something... They're not going to show up. Yeah. She's so grumpy. Yeah. Yeah.
3: (laughs) As Pete and Katie finish cleaning up, Mr. Kristoff, the manager, complains about the paltry $6 they made. Six bucks? That's it?
0: One popcorn, two sodas. Pete bought second soda.
3: Friday's supposed
4: to be a good night.
0: Six bucks is a good night.
3: He says that at this rate, the owners of the Rialto are going to close the theater. Not wanting to see the place close, both because he loves working there and because Katie said she's going to quit and get a job at the local multiplex. That oh. psycho.
1: <laughs> Pete starts a campaign to save the theater. You uh, you gave out a sigh, Candace, when uh, Andrew mentioned Mr. Uh, Christoph. Yeah.
2: The manager? Yeah. So it's like this beautiful old theater and these, I don't know, high school kids are working there and this manager... <laughs> Just like a middle-aged guy. He's taking everything out on kids. He's, like, angry. He's like, where's all the money? And they're like, I don't know. (laughs) There's no one here. It it was like, it did a good job painting, like, a desperate situation, I guess. Because it was like, this man is literally. I mean, I had a couple of bad bosses back in that day. But, like, he was angry at them. Well, bad
1: bosses (laughs) tend to blame employees. Yeah. 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 I definitely felt
3: like he was realistic. Like I had bosses that were like this, maybe not quite as animated, uh-huh. but uh, something like this, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just always very
1: angry and. Had you? Um, I was just thinking. Have you ever been to a theater like the Rialto, where it's just a one theater, old like old one theater place?
3: Um,
1: I think there was a place that's
3: kind of close to us that I don't remember. I know it was a one theater. Or a one-screen
1: theater yeah. at one point, but I don't know if it was still that way when we were young. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but right. I don't think I, I don't think I went there. I think it closed yeah. when I was really young. Um, how about you? Any one?
2: No, no. But like old theaters, mm-hmm. I did love the way they set the scene. At this point, every it was very ornate, but you yeah. could tell it was old. But they still wore kind of like a classic looking. Theater worker uniform, yeah, and the details were all there. Like even the the candy looked a little old fashioned. There was like licorice wrapped in cellophane, yeah, and it was like displayed in a nice box. (laughs) They they just did a good job of painting the picture of something that is very easy to love. Yeah, like who doesn't love an old?
1: Yeah, apparently Apparently the American people. Well, yeah, (laughs) six (laughs) dollars. Harsh. Yeah. I always just guess. I assumed that this was like in New York City for some reason. Hmm. Did you ever? No? Uh, I no. guess I figured it must be in a pretty populated
3: yeah. place because of the single screen. Yeah, like, and the, the only way it could exist.
1: Right. If there was a population yeah. nearby. Yeah. Okay. But maybe
2: could, maybe not New York City. Maybe yeah. like yeah. Philly. Oh,
1: okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's like when I... he's on the street,
3: it's like doesn't quite seem like he's in the middle of the city. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Anyway. Um, But it's no use. Flyers and word of mouth just don't bring in the customers he was hoping for. As Katie tries to convince him to give it up, a strange character appears at the theater's door.
1: Ugh. Those doors (laughs) jiggle.
4: Who are you?
0: Thinks the name. Doctor Vink. Doctor Fink? Vink with a v, v, v. Perfect, absolutely perfect. We're not open yet. That smell—it's wonderful. No modern theater has that smell. It's stale popcorn. <laughs> it's
1: great because <laughs> the doors are locked.
3: Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You see the uh, the lock turned. Yeah. They're like, what's happening?
2: Because <laughs> the, the the two characters they've got there early to like set up the theater's not open yet.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, these I think these two kids are really good. Yes, they're episode. great. They're, both were good. They're very believable as like kind of like in like love their job but also exhausted by the stress of yeah. it. Yeah. Uh,
2: and this this chemistry, the tension between them.
1: You think so? They had. To, you think they had chemistry?
2: Uh, no. But I, I think that was, like, that's what I was supposed to be feeling, right? Yeah.
1: I don't know. Because they certainly, like, kind of go out of their way at the start to make you think... What's the girl's name? Katie. Katie. They, Katie kind of seems standoffish at the start. A little, but I just took that as, like, that's the story. You okay. mean, like, like,
2: the first time he asks her out and she's just like, I'm busy.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: Although, by the end, I do buy it. Like, yeah. when they're excited and they're celebrating and they hug, it's like, yeah, yeah I buy this.
3: Plus... Yeah. She had homework or something? Like, it was believable.
2: Oh, okay. She's
1: got stuff to do. Sure.
2: She had to wash her hair.
1: (laughs) That old excuse. Oh, how did
3: you uh, feel about Vink's appearance for the first time? Seeing him for the first time? Awesome. You trembled?
2: (laughs) Amazing character.
3: Yeah. Great
1: actor. Yeah. Yeah. He really is. I mean, elevates this episode. Absolutely. Uh, If, like, if... I imagine pretty much anybody else would be hard to take as seriously as him. He just seems, like, so classically trained. Yeah. Yeah. Although, he, the timeline, and I think maybe it's supposed to be kind of mystical, he says he's a director from the silent era. Yeah. But this is 1993, that would mean he'd have to be in his, like, at least 20s and the 20s, meaning yeah. he'd have to be in his 90s. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I like <laughs> that. It's like, you know. yeah. what's going on? It's yeah. off, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah, he's over the top, but in a good way.
3: Yeah, I don't know if we mentioned it in the Vink episode, but something that I realized during this episode that's really great about his character is um, that you can't like pin down his motives. Like, yeah, he doesn't want money. Right. He's just like, what does this? What is this guy doing? Yeah.
2: He, he comes and goes. He's like the motivation of the whole episode, but like he pops in at this point. He's I... not really present the whole time aggravating I, them they don't know when he's coming and when he's going
1: yeah. i do think he wants people to see his movies um, yeah yeah but it becomes more but complicated you know, well yeah it's like but he's yeah. excited he's yeah. ex- at the end of the ex- episode he's excited by what's played out yeah but why yeah, yeah. it's always <laughs> like a like, slight how, mystery how did he
2: get it. here and like what yeah. yeah yeah
1: um and i love vink's relationship with mr Kristoff. Yes, they really kind of good. bounce off each yeah. other really well. Of like, this like pompous city, <laughs>
3: it's like the one person that can get to Vink. Kind of, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. It's like this is the one guy that he's just so oblivious of Vink himself. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah,
1: I don't want your popcorn money. Is one of my all time <laughs> yeah. favorite. Are you afraid of the dark? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a black and white
4: silent film is gonna turn this place around. And that ain't a vampire movie. That's a fairy tale.
0: You don't have to believe me. Just show my film once and you'll see. As for payment... Ah, here we go. I don't want money. All I ask is that once your success is assured, you give me one
4: night a week of your choosing to show my other films to the public. This film can do as you say. I'll give you three nights plus a cut of the vending. (laughs) I don't want your popcorn money. Just one night
0: a week. Uh,
2: Yeah, that's a really good insult of like, (laughs) okay, I don't want your no money. Yeah, yeah. Like, loser. filthy. (laughs) You have none. I'm not trying to take it.
3: And he says it so well. He just sells it. And then
2: he says, like, I don't want to be friends either. Or, like, what did he say about, like, and I'm not looking for friends?
1: You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty much, like, the artist versus the hustler.
3: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So having seen one of Pete's flyers, Dr. Vink offers to save the theater by giving them a vampire film he made, which, I don't know if I ever noticed this detail before, that he got there from Pete's flyer. I liked uh. that. It's yeah. like such a small little thing, but it like makes sense. Yeah, you know, makes that's the story make sense. True. I'm not sure I ever realized that either.
2: It didn't occur to me, but like that's cool. Yeah, he yeah. like brought the flyer and was like, "Is this your handiwork?" Yeah. Instead of he... him
3: just showing up. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, he claims that if they show his movie, the customers will flock to see it. He only asks that once their success is assured. He's given one night a week to show his other movies. Pete sticks the movie away and forgets about it as he goes back to his campaign to save the theater, until one Saturday night when Mr. Kristoff tells Pete and Katie that the owners finally decided to sell. As if things couldn't get any worse, the movie that's playing that night suddenly cuts out. Yeah.
0: We've had technical difficulties with tonight's film and won't be able to continue with the showing. No. But we've got a special surprise we're going to be showing a classic film from the golden age of silent movies instead. Yeah. Yeah. And if you stay for the showing and are completely satisfied, you'll
2: still get a full refund when you leave.
0: This better be good, young lady. My time is valuable. Enjoy the show.
3: Despite the theatergoers initial resistance, the movie is a hit, just like Dr. Vink said. Um, At this point, Frank cuts in to tell us that the place got
1: so busy, the owners decided not to sell. Something you don't like, right? Uh, Yeah, I
3: don't... uh.
1: I feel like I'm versus you've brought up not liking when they cut back to the Midnight Society. Yeah, I may have. Um, I
3: was okay with this. It was so
1: brief. It's
3: fast, yeah. Um, And I do like seeing more of the Midnight Society, so it's hard to get too irritated about it
1: i wonder if because they only do it a couple times i wonder if they only do it when they've really made the decision that like this is going to be a great story maybe um and they this way like they can create more segments for them uh it also occurred to me maybe they
3: like while they're editing it either it wasn't long enough or they thought this doesn't make sense like we need to have some kind of segue at this point
1: yeah
2: you fill in some spots thought it was cool i think the thing that makes are you afraid of the dark interesting is like that it's this kid run yeah. thing you know mm-hmm. instead of just like like everything else yeah it's <laughs> a spooky story it's like cool because of them so
0: dr Bank's movie was a smash so they started a saturday night midnight madness show and it became a huge call hit they got so busy the owners decided not to sell just as dr bink
3: predicted just as dr bink predicted yeah that does i mean we've talked about it but it does really add something to the show itself having the midnight society rather than just
1: the story but it's funny because when you like when i've heard interviews with dj or we have yeah. talked to him he i think always kind of like is surprised by the fact that people are so attached to the midnight uh. society not I, I think surprised by how much you know what I mean, like, to him, it was always just like, all right, record them uh, in a couple of days, get yeah. them over with. Yeah. Um, but it, I think it's, like, over the generations, or over the decades, it's what people have been able to kind of, like, it's the only consistent of the show. Yeah. So it's what yeah. people kind of, like, really grasp onto. Yeah,
3: it's really nice to have that going from episode to episode. Something for you to... Yeah. Yeah. It's, like your,
1: it's yeah. your Rod Serling for Twilight Zone. It's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You can hold on to it. Maybe yeah.
2: he's not giving himself enough credit for, like, what a cool idea that was
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sure he knows uh,
2: that was a compliment to him not for you (laughs) why
1: are you trying (laughs) to degrade (laughs) DJ
3: (laughs) one Saturday night after a particularly busy showing Dr. Vink returns to see how things are going seeing how successful the theater has become Vink wants to collect on his end of the deal getting one night a week to show his other movies but Mr. Kristoff there
4: you are (laughs) <laughs> I want to shake the hand of the man who saved this theater.
0: Where you been? I thought it best to stay away until the success of your theater was assured.
4: Success? <laughs> We're killing them. And don't think I forget who we can thank for that. It's time we made a deal for that uh, masterpiece of yours.
0: I believe we already have a deal. You promised me one night a week to show my other films, did you not?
4: You were serious about that? Quite. Look, Doc, I can't show old movies here during the week. Uh, Saturday night, midnight, maybe. But I'm getting A-list films in here now. Why don't I just write you a check? I don't want your money. I don't want your friendship.
0: I want your theater. One shouldn't make a bargain
4: if they can't honor their commitments. Maybe we look, pal, it's not gonna happen. You want a rental fee for your movie? Fine. But you are not getting this theater. End of story.
1: That's good. Don't like it.
4: <laughs> well
2: he's like on a real high horse now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, some people came back and now he's really trying to like wheel and deal.
1: And I wouldn't even call it like they're not even like selling it. Well, he claims I think they're selling out, but that theater didn't look full to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty unreasonable too like the the only reason why
3: anyone's coming is because of this one movie you'd think he'd be more than willing oh yeah yeah,
1: yeah. well be like great well he claims now they're getting big time yeah. movies but their audience doesn't seem to care about yeah. like they want to see these this niche old yeah. stuff maybe yeah. i don't know
2: i think we've we've established <laughs> he's not a stand-up guy <laughs>
1: he's yeah. so, not the greatest. Yeah. We're getting Billy Madison now. <laughs> <laughs> Want your garbage movies?
3: Kristoff <laughs> tells Vink that he'll never control the theater, but Vink assures them otherwise and exits dramatically. The theater continues to flourish, and some nights later, Pete is studying the film to figure out why people like it so much. But when he starts dozing off, the vampire steps out of the screen. Hmm.
1: Did you yeah. ever think that he was dreaming? Are you, or do you think it's just like a?
3: No, but
1: I like that he thinks that. Like yeah. I think
3: it's reasonable for him to think that. Yeah,
1: makes it makes it a little more believable that he's and, disoriented.
3: Yeah, and then the vampire has a chance to skulk around the theater before everybody mm-hmm. knows he's there. That's true. Yeah. Skulk. skulk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy skulks. Oh, no, he's skulking. <laughs> this is a scary
2: vampire. It's a yes, good-looking it's, yeah. it's a good looking vampire. It yeah. is
3: great. Those weird veins. Ooh, his oh, hands. Yeah. He's
2: got, like, really long, skinny fingers. Yeah. What's uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas guy's name?
1: Uh, Jack Skell- Skellington.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got, like, cre- those kind of hands. Yeah,
1: really lanky. lanky. Yeah, they're so long.
2: And he's all white.
1: Had you ever seen the original Nosferatu, which no. he's based on?
2: Mm-mm, no. no. I knew that it was a real thing, but yeah. I have not seen it.
1: Have you watched it? Uh, I have. Okay. Um and you know, it's pretty ter- I mean for the time period,
3: yes. It's pretty terrifying. Yes, of with other compared to other movies at the time, it's great. Like really yeah. interesting and like cool looking.
1: Yeah. It's a I mean, very old now. And what was the movie they made with um William Defoe? Uh Yeah. Uh, uh Shadow of the Vampire. Shadow, Shadow of the Vampire. Yeah. That's a really great um it, if you haven't seen it, it's a movie about the making of Nosferatu and how, like, Method, the guy who was playing Count Orloff, or or- yeah. Uh, he was like in. I don't know if it, I don't know if it's totally true to what happened, but like this guy, according to this, was Method, like would sleep in coffins. And- hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it's great. It's, okay, it's a really great <laughs> movie. I won't.
2: It sounds like you're re- recommending a double feature... Nosferatu. Mm. And yeah, Shadow of the that Empire. would actually
1: probably yeah. be very fun. That would be really cool. Yeah. And then tell Midnight Madness. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. The and then follow it with of <laughs> Midnight Madness. That'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, but they do, I mean, because it's in color, it's like a fun twist. Yeah. Um, and they really just make him look ratty, like those teeth. Yeah, the teeth are a great uh, part of this costume. Like,
3: along with the veins, those teeth. Just something about the, imagining those teeth going into the
1: person's <laughs> neck is really There's yeah, a lot it's of teeth
2: missing. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like a... like. Mm.
1: <laughs> and now that I think about it, the bite on Kristoff's neck probably should have looked more like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little sloppier. Yeah. <laughs> Very clean bite.
2: <laughs> Vampire magic.
1: Yeah. Mm. Pete wakes up,
3: sure that he must have dreamt the whole thing, but just as he finally admits it, as he's finally admitting his feelings for Katie, they hear a blood-curdling scream from Mr. Kristoff's office. They're so
1: close to kissing. Yeah. (laughs) Classic (laughs) 90s kid show thing. Mr. Kristoff? Mr. Kristoff!
0: You okay? What's wrong with it? I don't know. Oh, man. Gross. I'll, I'll
4: get an ambulance. It's, it's dead.
0: No way. We, we gotta get help, huh? Ooh, I'll stay with him. No, we're standing here, come
2: on. Also, their reaction to this, I think she says, ew, gross.
0: Yeah.
2: And he's like, this guy's maybe dead.
0: (laughs) And they're just like,
2: ew, gross. They do try to call, but when it doesn't work, they're just like, I don't want to deal with this. She offers
1: to stay with him.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he, like, gallantly is like, we're sticking together.
1: Yeah, which is the right call. Which is the right
2: call. 100% the right call. It just, it didn't. It was a strange reaction if I thought my boss was dead.
1: Is it it shocking to you at all, knowing this Nosferatu, that, like, he was aware enough to cut the phone line? Like, imagining him cut the phone line? I was going to ask you, do you think it was him, or do you think it was Vink?
2: Uh, I thought there was, like, Mm. kind of a cloud of magic (laughs) throughout the whole situation, so I didn't... (laughs) Go any steps further. See,
1: I'm thinking Masparat too, like going into the drawer and getting some scissors. I would
2: love to see those long skinny fingers use scissors.
1: (laughs) A whole ten minute segment of him trying to get his hands to operate the scissors. (laughs) Huge missed opportunity.
3: So Pete and Katie run to find help, but the front doors start rattling, and they figure it must be Dr. Vink again trying to scare them. But when the doors open, it's not Vink on the other
1: side. It's Nosferatu. Classic 90s Nick image. <laughs> that, yeah, swinging is, yeah. open. Whoa,
2: that was scary. And I thought it was going to be Vink, so it really yeah. was. was. Like, whoa.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, they got you. <laughs> A sucker born every
2: second. <laughs> I told you I knew. Yeah.
3: yeah. Well, wow, that's great. I love it. Um, the vampire chases them through the theater until Pete gets the idea to start the movie back up, hoping to lure it back inside. Love this idea.
2: Uh, love the idea. Really impressive thinking on his part. Yeah. I think I would have tried like 10 other stupid ideas first. <laughs> I'm like, should we try a different phone? Should we just try to get the heck out of right. here? So he
1: opened the doors. Can we <laughs> <Yeah>. sneak past?
2: <laughs> I think I would have like run through a lot of other scenarios before I was like, seems that yeah. there's a space time <laughs> continuum happening here. Let's try to reopen it. I'm going to walk right into the screen. <laughs> The, the, it was good to watch because it was very unexpected. Yeah. When he goes up to the screen, you're like, what?
1: And the effects are really good. Yeah, they're great.
2: Actually really good. Yeah. He goes up because it's an old time movie, movie theater, so there's that stage in front of it. So he goes up on the stage and the movie's playing and he just kind of slowly walks through yeah. Yeah. like it's water.
1: He turns black and white. Yeah. And
3: cool. it's like half the screen's the real world in halves, the black and white world. It's very yeah. cool. Yeah. It was
2: great. It was a great effect.
3: While Katie is setting up the projector, Nosferatu traps her in the booth, but she gets the film started just as he's about to bite.
1: <laughs> and he is like, hell no.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I like that he
2: gets just frazzled. He's just straight up, like, annoyed. <laughs> yeah, like, what?
1: What the hell? <laughs> I was just about to bite you. <laughs>
2: I turned on my freaking
1: movie. <laughs> Gotta go
3: check this out.
2: <laughs> he, like, uh
3: he seems to be drawn to the movie almost yeah and he runs because there's no other reason he yeah, has yeah. a
1: victim yeah
3: yeah yeah it's like he's gotta li- he's gotta finish like, the movie like the movie his can't movie's going
2: on without him yeah. hmm. that's his life
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> He sounded a little like Tommy was there <laughs> that's his life <laughs>
2: Don't think too much might not turn out right.
0: Killing it. My other podcast
2: is just The Room quotes.
1: Uh, just you do the whole screenplay but you do every character. I would pay to hear Candace read the room. What else you, wait, anything else? Hi doggy. <laughs> Come on, one more. This is, not, no, yeah, this it's is good. not fun for
2: people who have not watched the movie The Room or that new James Franco movie <laughs> about have, The Room. Sometimes
1: we have to satisfy ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> one more.
2: I can't remember anything else. Oh, I have what? Mark when he answers the phone and goes, what? I'm very busy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's like, I can't talk. I'm very busy. <laughs> I'm very busy. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. Pete, inside
3: the film, Pete starts dragging the vampire's coffin toward the window. But the vampire is too quick, and he corners Pete inside the movie. Just as Nosferatu looks sure to win, Pete rips the window open, and the vampire disintegrates in the light.
1: Yeah, also a
3: good effect. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is great. When he pulls the cape away or whatever, and it's like dust on yeah. the ground. Yeah. It's really cool. Great. Pete stu- Pete steps out of the film and hugs Katie and Mr. Kristoff wakes up cured. But as they're celebrating, Dr. Vink reappears in the seats.
0: Bravo! Bravo! Vink. Good show, lad. I couldn't have written it better myself.
4: (laughs) As for you, Kristoff... Look, Dr. Vink, uh, I've been thinking. A deal's a deal. Forget what I said before. You can have your one night a week that won't be necessary
0: you see i've just purchased this theater You what oh yes now i can show my films every night and believe me i've got many many more that are far better than this one
2: my gosh when he's so dr Fink is just sitting in the theater seats eating popcorn and it's like oh that's like a weird popcorn container but it's like some it's like the (laughs) giant piece of
1: paper it's like the deed
2: to the to the theater and then he like whips it out of his popcorn he has
1: it like it's a funnel like he's he is eating his popcorn but he's like putting his hand (laughs) over the deed (laughs)
2: and you're just like okay that's like a weird old timey paper comic. yeah why wouldn't
1: they just put it in like his jacket they
2: literally oh. could have put it anywhere but i was like no thank goodness they like had him like whip it out of his popcorn like ha ha that was perfect
1: yeah i love it you didn't like it oh it was hilarious huh. yeah i
2: up to this it, point, was it a he conscious didn't...
1: choice I imagine it's,
3: like...
2: It couldn't have accident. Someone, I, <laughs> some set person had to, like,
1: well, in, shim-
2: shimmy it down in the popcorn. In
1: my head, I'm th- they're thinking, like, well, we got to put this deed somewhere, like, just, <laughs> real quick, like, just boom, there.
3: Well,
2: Coat Pocket uh, would have been, like, a very simple, like, ta-da, they were going for something dinkier okay. I
3: feel like, based on his performance, it was probably Aaron Taggart, like, making oh. this just more theatrical the whole time. You yeah. know, like, every yeah. movie does is, like, a... Very
1: overdone, yeah. You know? I'll he go
3: with
2: that dude, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. He can do that, he can pull off the
1: yeah. Well, he owns the whole stinking place now. Yeah, I love it. Love the idea yeah. of it.
2: Love the idea of it at this point. He kind of like takes on, he didn't seem really like a villain before, like you said. You were just yeah. like, What, who, what's he doing, what's happening? But then that is kind of like an, an evil villain thing of being like, I bought you, yeah. Yeah. here's my deed. Yeah. So Christoph, then he gets a little like ooh.
3: Yeah, the Christoph really pushed him to the edge. I mean,
2: yes, it wasn't I totally. I, I like...
1: Yeah, he I th- yeah, he wasn't gonna go full Vink on him. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> uh... I hope his first order of business was hiring a new manager. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I love. It's a very, I think, for this episode, an ominous ending is the right ending. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Definitely. Well, back at the Midnight Society, Frank asks who's going to Fright Night. The end.
0: So, who's going to Fright Night?
4: Uh, it's getting late. Yeah, I'm kind of tired. Yeah. There, you can have my ticket.
0: I, uh, thought you weren't going to Fright Night. You kidding? It's just a movie. And I got
3: two three passes. Let's go, come on. Those two, they <laughs> deserve uh, each uh, other. Uh, <laughs> I liked this. I feel like they don't you necessarily yeah. get along like that.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm, I don't know. As the one who like would have been the scaredy cat, I feel like it was a little bit kick them while they're down. Yeah. Like, come on. Okay. Right. Why? <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with just being too scared.
1: Oh, yeah, Kids. okay. Like well,
2: thurs. they're
3: scared now, so it's like...
2: Well, it was like the butt of the joke for them to be like, ha they were too scared, nerds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: nerds. Which I took personally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You don't have to go to Friday
2: <laughs> I'm not
0: going.
1: I know. Uh, that wraps it up. Yeah, that's it. Uh, um, l- should we just dive right into what went, went into this thing? Sure. Hi, this is Bios um, Trivia. Ratings and Stray
3: Observations. Um, well, Pete Matt was played by Eddie Robinson, who was also on The Cosby Show and Ghostwriter. Hmm. Uh, he didn't have many other roles, though. A regular on either of those or no? No. Uh, though he does seem like he's still doing stuff occasionally. Now. Okay. Oh,
2: good
3: for him. Uh, Katie Halloran was played by Melanie Weisenthal and this is her only credit. However, oh, she's, she's findable on the internet, <laughs> and she's a partner and instructor at the Deerfield Design
1: Studio. Which is uh, Michigan? Um, I, You're thinking I, of Dearborn. Sure. Oh, I am thinking of Dearborn. <laughs> Sorry, Michigan. <laughs> um, mm-hmm.
3: Mr. Kristoff is played by Harry Stanjofsky. He has also appeared on The Mystery Files of Shelby Woo. The Aviator, and X-Men Days of Future Past. Hmm.
2: The Aviator, the movie with Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio? Yeah. I don't you think he's up to him. that standard.
1: <laughs> That'd be a fun game. <laughs> 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 just to turn it on and look for Mr. Kristoff? I guess. I mean, he's probably just like one of the guys who works on Hughes' plane or something. Probably. Just in like in the hangar. Hmm. Scorsese... Knows talent when he sees it. That's what I thought. That's also what I thought, which is why I'm confused. Wait till you see him as a star in The Irishman. (laughs) (laughs) Just blowing people away. Uh, Uh, And finally, uh,
3: Nosferatu is played by Christopher uh, Heyerdahl. Yes, sir.
2: You (laughs) guys seem really excited.
3: (laughs) You, of course, know him as Leonid. Candace From has the 13th no idea.
2: Floor. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's the same guy.
1: The elevator yeah. operator.
2: Oh, I mm-hmm. know that episode because I know you guys covered it. Yeah,
1: Leonid. Yeah, yeah. he's great. He's and, he, uh, he, he definitely he like he's a regular now on some series, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, uh, yeah. He's True been Blood. In or, of stuff. Yeah, good for yeah. Him. True
3: Blood, Blade, Trinity, yeah. Supernatural. Yeah, it's yeah. all over the place. Yeah.
2: Wow. Yeah.
1: He's good. Uh, well, this episode was co-written. Uh, well, it's really. It, it's credited as written, but I think DJ says you know he had a hand in all these, so I'll say it's written by Chloe Brown. Uh, Chloe wrote three episodes of a show called Crisscross. Uh, she also is the writer on a lot of really good Are You Afraid of the Darks, including Phantom Cab, Twisted Claw. Uh, she's mm. a writer on Laughing in the Dark, Super Specs, Nightly Neighbors, wow. Dark Music. Prom Queen, Final Wish, The Hatching, Guardian's Curse, Dangerous Soup, Cutter's Treasure, and Night Shift. Man. Yeah. She's
3: on a lot of good ones. Yeah.
1: Very talented. We should get her on um, yeah. our writing episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? Uh, and then I did notice that in some cases the campfire sequences are directed by a whole different director. In the oh. credits, it'll say campfire sequence directed by. Um, and in this case, it was directed by Jacques Payette. Uh, and he also directed the campfire sequences on the 13th floor. Uh, the Hatching, Old Man, and Old Man Corcoran. Huh. Um, and he, uh, I think, directed the whole episode of Nightly Neighbors. Cool. Um, everything else in his IMDb sounded very French. And, um,
2: <laughs> Ooh, I like that.
1: <laughs> I can't pronounce it, so.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, any trivia? Yeah.
3: I think we've covered it. I mean, we've gone into the movie where the where the inspiration from this episode came from. Yeah, you know, that's about the extent of it. I feel okay. like Okay.
1: I got a couple here. Oh. I, ha- I have. Well, I thought <laughs> I thought the name of the uh, theater was interesting. The Rialto. Do you know what uh-huh. Rialto means? No. No. It means a theater district or a marketplace. Hmm. Uh, I noted that the um, popcorn buckets that they sell in the Rialto are the same ones the Midnight Society is eating out of around the campfire did you? (laughs) I did (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's uh, online I found that it it says uh, this is the last episode to show a scene with the Midnight Society discussing the story partway through Mm -hmm. Um, and it was uh, the last time they had done it was the Prime Queen Hmm. uh, where they also do that uh, what else did I see here? Um, that Mr. Kristoff, Harry... I don't know how... how you, yeah, Stanjovsky. He, uh, also is in another episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark called The Tale of the Wisdom Glass. as oh. Has a character named Phil. It's gotta be, a season six, seven, one. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then someone.
2: <laughs> that was... <laughs> you said that with such disdain.
1: <laughs> and then someone here noted that, um... The vampire, uh, Nosferatu, the name is an anagram for, quote, fear us not. Huh. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. I don't
2: know why I felt the need to check your math <laughs> on that.
1: Well, to be fair, I didn't even check it myself. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm trusting the internet. Uh, Strap observations? Yeah, I got a few here. Um,
3: did you catch the movie playing at the theater in the beginning? Sure did. <laughs>
1: It's the Boss Sticks of Vegan Hell. Yeah. Not a real movie. No? I didn't check yeah, it. I looked at it. Oh. Well, That's yeah. your Thank trivia. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you for doing that. Uh, did you happen to see what they were calling Fright Night? Uh The uh, Midnight Society, what the name was for Fright Night? No,
3: I guess not.
1: Gororama. Oh. Gororama. Oh, I yeah.
2: really would not like that.
3: <laughs> um... Did you get where the $6 came from? Snacks? Yeah, oh, specifically.
1: Oh.
2: One popcorn and two drinks. Yep. And one two of them sodas. was Pete's soda,
1: yeah. right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you happen to see what Pete's flyer said?
3: Um. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would. <laughs> Save the Rialto. See a movie the
1: old-fashioned way. That's it. Yep
2: that's cute it was cute that he was trying to save the theater
1: <laughs> yeah what is the smell of the Rialto that Dr. Vink likes oh
3: stale popcorn stale popcorn yeah I love that I love that smell too yeah. me too um did you catch what day of the week the episode starts on oh
1: is it a Friday night yep yeah sure is. Yeah. <laughs> cause that really hits home right a Friday night with yeah. one theater patron oh not good <laughs> Got to agree with you there. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Did you catch any of the posters on Mr. Kristoff's office wall? Ooh, no. Uh, There's a poster for Island Earth and one for It Came From Outer Space. Huh. I don't know if either of those are real. I want
3: to say it's this Island Earth. I mean, the real title, but that sounds right. (laughs) 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 Andrew would have done this. Leg work. Okay, lay (laughs) off. Uh, did you catch where Katie is applying for a new job?
1: Yes. Uh, she's... Oh, <laughs> <up. laughs> uh, that feeling of when you realize you got yes. it. Uh, it's the quad. Multi-plex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh How many are in attendance at the first uh, showing of Nosferatu when the film breaks? Oh, man. I'm going to guess six. Ten. Uh,
2: Twelve.
3: Twelve. Eh. Mm-hmm. Um, these My last ones are just a couple things I wanted to note uh, Katie putting the Old ladies used popcorn bucket back on the stack <laughs> I liked that moment that was fun.
2: <laughs> Recycling to save money Yeah
1: yeah. yeah. Um, did you happen to catch, a, catch The subtitle for Nosferatu?
3: Oh man I did I just is thought I'd
1: remember it
2: The demon vampire?
3: Oh
1: yeah The demon that vampire is... nice Yes job. <laughs> Uh, wait, did you have any others? Oh uh, yeah, just one more. Um, the other
3: thing was uh, I really like Doctor Vink mocking Mister Kristoff uh, about the six dollars. Yeah, and also knowing. Yes, knowing. I loved that. Yeah. yeah. Mm.
1: He wasn't there for yeah, that conversation. Yeah, happened way earlier. Yeah. <laughs> That's very cool. Uh, did you happen... There was two. I only caught one. Um, for the silent film, there's it cuts to a title card. Cause, oh. Did you happen to catch Man. what the title card said? No. It said, light! exclamation point. I must get back to the coffin before the demon returns. Mm. Uh, and then, ha- did you happen to catch uh, what the color of their vests they wore at the theater were? They had like a kind of a dress code, it mm. seemed. I want to say red.
2: Yeah, they're like maroon.
1: They were actually green and black green huh. vests with black lining
2: weird Man. that means like i made that up in my mind yeah. like what well, i think an old-timey <laughs> theater would <work."> well because <laughs> the
1: theater is mostly just like dark reds and maroons but okay. their vests were green yeah. Wow. yeah uh well this episode on imdb has a 9.3 out of 10 very good mm-hmm. on tv.com it has an 8.9 out of 10 um, so out of five Kreb stars, what did you give The Tale of the Midnight Madness? I gave it a five out of five, of course. <laughs> Whoa. It's his favorite
3: it's, of all time. Uh, I was just I trying mean, to add some. Oh, oh, my bad. Let's do it again. And so, wait, say it again. <laughs> five out
1: of five. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah. I mean, what, we've said it pretty much. Uh, great episode. Just really perfectly paced. Well-written. Mm. You know, it's a. Solid episode, scary, yeah. great looking monster. The effects are great. Everything about it is awesome. It's a Vink. Yeah, Vink shows up.
2: Uh, I will give it a four.
3: Okay. Wow. A
2: four. Um, <laughs> I they were doing a lot. Like they had a really great monster, and we saw him like really only four times maybe, yeah. and then like we had this awesome Vink. Yeah. And you didn't really know when he was coming back. It was a lot. Almost like it could have been a, more of a movie hmm. to mm-hmm. tie everything together. Because we, we also spent a lot of time just in the empty theater, just yeah. being sad about it.
1: Would have loved to see, too, more of Vink's movies. Like, what yeah. monsters, more... Right. What m- more? Uh, what other are monsters to come. This part of what's so great about the story, though. It's like, it's already
3: great. And then just that little bit of, like, extra thing to, just, like... Make the, your mind wander just a little. taste. Yeah. The
2: mystery is good. The mystery is good, but there was a lot. Like every story, yeah. was left in mystery. Wow.
1: Hmm. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I man. Yeah. I guess. Is four bad? Pretty, no, uh, four's, no. 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 It's, I mean, it's for. <laughs> four is a very solid episode of anything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Good job. Thank
3: Do you. Do you think that there are other Are You Afraid of the Darks you'd like more? Or do you know that you like other ones more? That's
2: an excellent question about taking into account my Are You Afraid of the Dark bias in this number. Probably no. It's never going to get that Pete and Pete level yeah. five rating from me because of just who I am. Yeah. So if you're grading on a curve, this is really good for Are You Afraid of the Dark.
1: I'm trying to think of one
3: you might like. Well, Prom Queen's pretty good yeah
1: and there's no like like not so scary yeah Yeah.
3: Yeah. it's got a good feel to it
1: um i gave it a five uh just couldn't find fault in it you know you pick it apart and i think it's like just one of the more solid episodes um it does have all those components your memorable monster vink shows up the kids are actually good at acting uh which is a huge problem for are you afraid of the Dark*? Um, so like in, in the theater setting is just a really fun place to be. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I thought it was, uh, if not a perfect episode, about as close as Are You Afraid of the Dark, It's, uh, well, let's, uh, let's remind the people, let's name the episode. Yeah.
0: Um,
3: I'm going with the tale of the living picture.
1: I like it. Simple, but to, it's uh, it feels feels right. Thank you.
2: And I will say it properly this time: the tale of the box office bit.
1: Ah uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Box office bit. Like it. Uh, I went with the tale of the silver screen fiend. Ah. Mm. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: A slant run Yeah,
1: I like it. <laughs> Is that what that's called? Mm-hmm. A slant huh. rhyme?
2: Yeah, it's like it sounds like it rhymes, but technically if you, know, you wrote it out, it wouldn't.
1: Yeah, I did consider silver screen fiend, which would rhyme closer, screen fiend. But uh, it just doesn't mean quite what fiend means. What mm-hmm. does fiend mean? Fiend means like some uh, something that is uh, like unsavory, gro- like <laughs> bad, evil. Uh, fiend is more of like someone yeah, who's a... addicted. Oh, or, or Oh, F-E-E-N?
3: That's what I'm wondering. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like a sling. Huh. Okay. I promise. I (laughs) don't know it. I looked up both.
2: (laughs) Or Feeny from Boy Meets World. Yeah,
1: the silver screen Feeny. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Did you guys say that you were going to do an episode where you write an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark Yourselves? Yep. That sounds hard. (laughs) Good luck. I did... Well, you guys... Um, let me do the write your own episode, Rocco, Rocco's yeah, Modern Life, is great. which was really fun. But I was, so I was thinking about that after I watched this episode of like, I wonder if they're going to do a write your own episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Cause that would be so much harder.
1: Yeah. I, really hard.
2: I wonder how they came up with these ideas. was like with this one, did they start with the The way people love old movie theaters or was it like, we really want to do this vampire movie. Let's find him a setting. How do they it, come up with it, these?
3: You know, when we talked to DJ McKell, he did bring up that this one was based on the Pied Piper.
2: Oh. Like, uh
3: Vink I guess as the Pied Piper kind of like. Yeah. Uh which I mean, I f- see that. Like I feel like that's a, a lot of extrapolating from yeah. it to get yeah. this. Yeah. They
2: start like yeah, that's cool to think about like what tiny seed. Like which what from this episode was the seed that grew into this kind of crazy story
1: yeah and i keep thinking like as i'm working on the writing episode um like something dj said which is like someone would bring a scary like they bring a scary idea but then dj would always like say like well what's happening with the kids like uh why do we care about that like what's the kids story Mm -hmm. and so like i keep feeling like got it like i know what my story is but it's just a scary idea and i don't know how the kids Mm -hmm. work in So I keep kind of having to restart because uh, I don't I want it to be an Are You Afraid of the Dark story and not just like a creepy pasta tale. That's yeah. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it's been the most challenging.
3: Yeah. Um. Th- I had no idea what I was gonna do until I started watching this episode again, and I just gave me enough of a seed of an idea. I think that I'm gonna use, but
1: I'm still, you know, toying with it. Yeah.
2: Good yeah. luck i'll be tuning Thank in you.
1: thanks <laughs> melissa will be on too yeah so.
2: got our work cut out for yeah. yeah
1: people have been sending us their stories so we'll share oh, summaries awesome. yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. cool yeah. yeah um well speaking of our listeners we got an email uh this is from maggie our old friend nice. um, this is her thoughts on 1995 oh <laughs> it's wow. been a while Great. but yeah. yeah uh so here's what she says uh, dear Woody and Buzz I know that Chris is partial to 1994 and I'm the same way with 1997-1998 but like you guys I have I gave the halfway point of the decade a chance yeah it's not the best but after you dig through some of the mediocre stuff gems do exist so I decided to share my finds with you. Favorite TV show Wishbone <gasps>
2: Great pick. Love that show.
1: <laughs> she says, A cute pup makes classic literature fun. Whoever came up with this show was a genius. And to be honest, I haven't watched a ton of episodes. Wishbone and the Townspeople of Oakdale are so special to me because of the many Wishbone books. I've read too many to count. Goosebumps is good, but a Jack Russell Terrier beats R.L. Stein every time. Wow. Good rhyme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, her favorite movie, A Little Princess
2: maggie
1: <laughs> candace <Wow>. and candace <laughs> and maggie are jiving <laughs> call me uh this adaptation of the classic story is a fantastic and adventurous approach to the material it gives me a warm feeling that only a 90s kid mo- kids movie can her favorite book are you afraid of the dark the tale of the nightly neighbors oh. by katherine derby and dj McHale. if you liked the episode you probably won't you probably won't after reading this book. Less than halfway through, we've reached the episode's open ending, wow. and the story the story really starts. Emma is thrown into I Am Legend territory, no joke. Twenty two minutes truly don't do this fascinating vampire story justice. Wow, wow. Man. I, that's intriguing. That's a real teaser. Yeah, yeah my whistle. Uh, yeah, I'm like I'm. I'm in, Yeah, I'm intrigued. <laughs> book book club number two. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. After Restless House. Uh, her favorite Nick episode, The Tale of the Dead Man's Float. No nice. global guts or little bear for me, so I'm jumping straight to my favorite Nick episode. You guys have covered the great and not-so-great parts of this tale pretty well. In all, it's a quality episode that i most of Are You Afraid of the Dark Season 5. Her close call was The Tale of C7. I think wow. I think the house and the lake they filmed that look amazing, and who doesn't love a love story starring ghosts? By the way, The Ghost of Tommy is played by none other than the talented Colin Ferguson. Not too long ago, he starred alongside the singer Jewel in the Fixer Upper mystery movies on Hallmark. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see that one? I did not. Oh, you and Maggie are out of sync. (laughs) Favorite album and the music speaks by All For One. All For One was the highlight of the mid-1990s music scene. This album features one of the best R&B ballads around. I Can Love You Like That. In my opinion, it's the only great album of the year. It, wow. It's like my favorite rock and pop groups just took 1995 off. Alright. Uh, favorite song and music video is Back for Good by Take That. No. <laughs> that was my Ferguson. What song is that? <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Whatever
1: I say. Whatever <laughs> I did. not mean, oh, oh,
2: I didn't oh, mean oh. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, she says, yeah, it's both. <laughs> she says, yep, it's both. I know you guys weren't big fans of this one, but I love the rocket sound. Sure, some scenes are really are a little silly, but the black and white tint and that awesome addition of brain makeup for that. Even if you don't like the video, the lyrics are sweet, and Gary Barlow does a nice job on vocals. Ferguson Ironic by Alanis Morissette. Uh-huh. Ooh, Uh-oh, nice. out of sync with Candice. <laughs> Slow, annoying, the message gets you down. The song needs to retire because I literally heard it on the radio last week. She said, thanks for wading through this list. 1995 had high points and very low points, but we made it through. The podcast keeps getting better with every episode, and watch out, Joey. Candace could ho- co-host the the pod week to week in your stead, like a boss. Wow. <laughs>
2: Thank you. Why I... am
1: I getting targeted? <laughs> oh,
2: I forgive everything you said about Alanis Morissette. Thank you.
1: Hey, I didn't.
2: Please. I didn't know that was coming.
1: <laughs> I didn't either. Uh, <laughs> yours truly, Maggie, the strongest fangirl in the world. Wow. Well, oh, thanks, Maggie. Yeah, that was, that was great. a nice letter. I guess. Uh. Wow. thank you so
2: much Maggie uh. please don't forget to write in again sometime <laughs> oh
1: boy uh, well that wraps it up A yeah. very fun uh, what are we doing next for Podtober well, well next week's
3: our book club finally yeah. yeah the tale of the restless house yeah this is gonna be good I think
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> to talk about it at least we'll find out Uh you know. <laughs> <laughs> about the I, book We'll give, our, we'll give our thoughts, and I think we're going to call a couple listeners who were just, like, super kind enough to buy and read the book, uh, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, amazing. Um, so uh, that really should be something. Even if the book's not good, it should be yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that'll be good. In the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we're on Twitter at BOC Podcasts. We're on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcasts. You can email us, like Maggie did, at orangecouchpodcasts at gmail.com. Uh, And you can find us on iTunes and uh, Podbean. And speaking of iTunes, it's really helpful to leave a review. Uh, Shout out to our newest reviewer, OurGood2031, who left us a very nice five-star review. Um, We really appreciate that. When you leave those reviews, it actually helps uh, kind of uh, heighten our uh, availability on iTunes. So thank you guys for that. Yeah. And uh, Speaking of people doing nice things, Candace, thank you for being nice and talking about a show that uh, <laughs> you didn't like. Thank you for braving through this episode. Yeah. Thank you
2: for giving me a chance. I know it's a, it's a hot commodity, yeah. this Are You Afraid of the Dark Spot, so I appreciate it.
3: Yeah. It was great to hear a take from somebody
1: who's not super familiar with it. Yeah. Did it put you in that October mood, though, that fall...
2: Yeah, I guess it did. Fall's my favorite uh, season. I, I feel like this discussion happens on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I am ball, Team Fall.
1: Sure.
2: So I'm happy to be put in that mood, even great. by just one episode. I'll
1: mm-hmm. well, have a great rest of your October. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, see you guys next episode. phone no when you put it next to the mic it sounds like
2: (laughs) that's how i intended it